Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. And the program this evening is called The Burning Issue, as we said, 91.3 FM and also 95.8 in the Boerland. Now, this evening on Burning Issue, we invite our listeners to participate in the program by either sending us your comment or question via the SMS line to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. Or you can give us a call in the studio on the number zero. 021-442-3530. Now what we're going to be chatting about this evening on burning issue is we're asking the question is no increase to teachers posts in 2017 a good or a bad thing for the education system now that the western cape education department has come under criticism by teacher unions and educational experts for the decision to not create additional teaching posts for the academic year in 2017 whilst it may uh, might be too early to know exactly how many pupils are expected to enter the province next year it's uncertain whether or not this might be problematic to ensure all learners find placement at schools and receive quality education now joining us in studio we have mr Mona jansen who is the provincial secretary for the uh, SAOE, and that is the south african underwriters in Mona, very good evening to you thank you very much Edwin. and thanks for being with us here on this monday evening and then joining Mona in studio we have mr jonathan rustin who is the provincial secretary for satu and that is the south african democratic teachers union uh, jonathan uh, good evening pleasure having you here Assalamu alaikum to all the uh, listeners out there and a uh, very good evening and thank you for the invitation. Wa alaikum salam and shukran Jonathan for being <laughs> with us here this evening. And then last but not least joining us in studio, not my co-presenter this evening, but that is none other than Yasira Donas. And she is the Deputy Chairperson for NAPTOSA in the Western Cape and that is the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa. Uh, Yasira, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Ridwan. Okay, so now where do we get this discussion? discussion going i've looked at statistics over the years and let me start with jonathan very quickly by saying for example if in 2014 there was an indication that in terms of what is something called the medium term expenditure framework uh, there was an increase of 226 posts in the western cape then in 2015 there was an increase of 676 uh, the total there was 32,033 teachers in 2016, there was an increase of six posts, giving us a total of 32,039 teachers within the Western Cape. Now, for 2017, there has been no increase. How does, what is the impact of this, Jonathan? No, thank you very much for the question. Let's start off to say that um, uh, post provision is a very complicated uh, subject, uh, but it's also the backbone of education, uh, not only in the Western Cape, but throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Now, during the post-provisioning or the medium-term expense framework uh, discussions, you have the MEC to present the budget, or the priorities of the department, and then later on declares how many posts uh, can be created. Uh, that is followed by a consultation with the head of department that actually then unpacks how the amount of posts created will be distributed to schools within the province uh, in relation to a post-provisioning model. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have uh, any incidents uh, or instances where your your expected learner numbers in the province is going to increase between 15 and 20,000 in the following year, 
and you do not increase the post basket. It means you distribute the same amount of post amongst a huger, a larger amount of, of learners. The net result will be is that the, the teacher-pupil ratio will increase. But the teacher-pupil ratio is a, is a very scientific issue. For teachers, important is the class size increases. Mm-hmm. And if the class size increases, it means that uh, in schools you cannot afford um, governing body uh, posts, uh, that number you have in the class, the real figures, now increase from 40 to 45. Mm-hmm. But what's more, even more devastating is because there are now less posts uh, distributed uh, to the same amount of schools with huge numbers, schools will now lose not only all the teaching posts, but now loses HOD posts and deputy principal posts. We want to say finally that education is the apex priority and that any government must provide sufficient funds so that we can actually start to address class size and the decreased class size. The current consultations had taken us back many, many years. Okay, Jonathan, thanks very much for that. Just to remind our listeners that we are joined in studio by Mona Janssen uh, from the South Afrikaans Onderwijsers INI. We have Jonathan Rustin, Provincial Secretary for SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union. And then we have Yasira Adonis for NAPTOSA, the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa. If you have any questions or comments, and we're speaking about the no increase to teacher posts in 2017, if you're a parent or an educator, do send us your question or comment via the SMS line to the number 4 seven nine one three alternatively you can give us a call in studio on zero two one double four two three five three zero i need to also inform our listeners that we have extended an invitation to the western cape education department to participate in this debate this evening until late this afternoon we have been informed by the media liaison officer or director there, Mr. Paddy Atwell, that they will try and source someone to come onto the program, but as yet we have no representative of the Western Cape Education Department. Now let me look to, to, uh, to Mona quickly. Uh, Mona, and as you know, makkelijker voel in Afrikaans, is geen probleem. Uh, hoe voel jylle onderwijsers in die rondom hierdie aangeleentheid? Well, I've, I've prepared, so let me, let me try ah. to English. <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff. No, no, you know, I think from, from our side, and, and Jonathan has raised a couple of important question, uh, issues, um, the important thing for us also is the number of all the, if you look at the, the figures that was provided by the WCD, the increase annually in the number of learners coming to the Western Cape, it is not in line with the posts that you've mentioned earlier. Well, we're talking about the past three years, we're talking on average 14 to 20,000 learners additional in, in the education system of the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. Now, that puts a large financial uh, drain on the resources of a school, especially if there's no additional post, because suddenly you are faced as, a, as an educator, as a principal with these extra learners in your school, but there's no extra educators. So that means that the, edu- the, the principal then needs to turn to the parents to try and source finance from them. The problem is that more than 61% of the schools in the Western Cape are no fee paying schools. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where are we going to get those funds to pay for these additional educators to cater for these additional learners? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, I think also we, when you guys meet, obviously in terms of the MTF, let me hear from Yasira quickly, from Neptosis uh, position quickly. Uh, what's your quick comment on that one, Yasira? Shukran, Ridwan. You know, and I obviously Neptosis agrees with what, you know, our sister unions have said, and I mean, um, Mone being proud from CTU, ATU. But with that, you know, the question comes around, and then we're looking at the MEC and we're looking at the budget. Um, these The, the monies don't follow the children. So we're sitting with our own budget for children from the Western Cape, and looking at how we manage our schools, um, norms and standards have stayed the same. There was a slight increase. So, you know, that speaks to Mona's comment around where do we get the resources, the funding, etc., to manage schools and how we're going to move forward. And the other concern is if you're looking at overcrowded classrooms, we now have an increase in learners who require support from the directorate SES. So our barriers to learning learners would then be placed under more pressure, more stress, because with more learners, the teacher's ability to actually look at those learners closely now becomes more problematic. And so now we need to open more schools to cater for more learners, which could have been avoided in the first place. Okay, thanks for that. Now, let's go to Jonathan once again. And again, we're making an appeal to all our educators out there. If you have any comment, you can send it to us via the SMS line, which is 47913. And the question we ask on the burning issue this evening is no increase to teacher posts in 2017, good or bad for the educational system. Now, Jonathan, you've given us a breakdown of the MTF process, you know, there's the consultations with the MEC, then with the HOD, uh, and eventually you come up with a teacher-learner pro- uh, ratio, and we understand that the post-provisioning model is not that easy, you know, to really understand. Not that it's not easy to understand, but it's really an intricate system of, of sorts. But now, what is the impact if the number of teachers are the same in the Western Cape? And given what Mona and you and Yasir have said, if, let's say, 15,000 learners come into the province, what impact does that, does that have on the school itself, the, the, the teacher and the learner in the classroom? No, thank you. Let me first say something about uh, schools receiving staff establishments and trying to figure out um, why has my staff establishment now dropped? I dropped by two learners, or I increased by two learners, mm-hmm. but the, um, the number of posts that have been allocated uh, to the school has now decreased. I think one thing is important for educators and especially principals to realize that each subject um, has a separate weighting. Mm-hmm. So therefore, uh, if uh, you're doing mathematics, the weighting is more favorable than someone doing life science or mm-hmm. life orientation. So it is about how many learners in the particular subject or phase you have at the school that actually uh, works out your, your staff establishment. Now, the impact on schools, uh, which you've asked, is uh, it means that you actually have the, the same amount of posts to distribute to more learners. Mm-hmm. Meaning then in a simple term that uh, you you can have the same amount of learners at the school, but the, um, the ratio for a particular learner becomes higher. Therefore, when a learner counted uh, one and a half, that learner now counts uh, uh, 1.3. Okay. So the learner's waiting now actually decreases. It sounds uh, quite ridiculous, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you will have the same amount of learners with less teachers. What's it translating to? It translates that your, your class size will increase, especially in a number of subjects. Now, together with that, uh, you have to also remember that the, the PAM document speaks about workload of different categories of educators. Your principal teach between five 
and uh, 15% depending on the size of the school, your HODs, some percentage, your deputies, and your folks level one until up to 85%. But the reality is that um, teachers, uh, one possible one, will teach 99% to 100% of the time at the school. Mm-hmm. Nasira, an important point, there's no time for intervention. Now, let me say straight that uh, the WCD is of the notion and of the philosophy that class size does not matter. Uh, they quote the research that class size doesn't matter. Let's put so can I just ask you to hold that thought on class size not does not matter? We're going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the burning issue. Welcome back to The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo and also 95.8 in the Borland. Now if you have just joined us, our topic or question this evening that you ask is no increase to teacher posts in 2017, good or bad for the educational system? You can join this uh, topical discussion this evening by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line to the number 47913 or you can even give us a call in studio on 21 423530. Now, for this discussion, I need to say that we have extended an invitation to the Western Cape Education Department. And as late as this afternoon, Mr. Paddy Atwell indicated that they were sourcing uh, a representative, but unfortunately nobody came. Now, we have in studio with us from uh, the South Afrikaans Onderwijsers INI, Mr. Mona Janssen, who is the Provincial Secretary. We have in studio with us Mr. Jonathan Rustin who is the Provincial Secretary for SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union. And then we have the Deputy Chairperson for the Western Cape Province uh, for NAPTOSA, and that is Yasira Adonis. Now, just before, Jonathan, let's give you an opportunity to continue what you were saying just before the ad break. Now, I was saying that, uh, thank you, Ruan, I was saying that there is uh, this uh, anomaly in the Western Cape Education Department that uh, class size does not matter that you can teach under huge class sizes and that you can still bring about uh, results. And sometimes they are quoting um, African countries where the class sizes are huge. We are saying that research has been shown and proven that class size does have an impact uh, on learner achievement and learner outcome. Mm -hmm. And therefore we're putting a challenge out to the Premier of the province, Helen Ziller, to say uh, if you care for education in the province and you care for poor learners in the province, uh, making uh, additional funds available to the Western Cape Education Department to create more posts. Mm-hmm. In that way, we'll address class size. In that way, we'll have more quality education. Okay, thanks for that, Jonathan. I've got an SMS here from 6945. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Ridwan. I'm at a loss for words. These elements have been discussed endlessly do they want dire results another sms from double six zero eight says the following can the department not use the 30 million rand of systemic to source more teachers now i don't know that's probably the issue around the systemic evaluation and you know would it not be better than to have warm bodies if one wants to put it that way in a classroom as opposed to 
testing and testing and testing. But I'll leave that comment. We'll, we'll, we'll park that for now. Let's go to, to, to Mone very quickly once again and say, Mone, one of the, the, the established principles that the MTF looks at, for example, is the issue around uh, language in secondary schools. Then they say they're focusing on the foundation phase. And they're saying, you know, that they want to reduce the number of posts at secondary schools. Just your quick comment on that. Yes, it's it's wonderful to to have that on paper, but we need to ask: Is it in reality happening at our schools? Because if you look at the amount of primary schools that are that are in the Western Cape, and you think to yourself, if they want to give extra educators for the foundation phase, we are already saying. So if you if you're taking it, if you're putting towards foundation phase at one end, you need to take away at the other end. Mm -hmm. Now the question is: Where are they taking away at the other end? Because we, we, we need to understand, yes, your foundation phase is the, is, is the foundation where it's like building a house. You need to have a solid foundation to build on from there. But one of the biggest problems that we have in our education system is the follow through mm -hmm. of learners. So it's no use that we focus in and, and, and understand correctly that we say, yes, we support that they're focusing on foundation phase, but we cannot only focus on one phase. We need to understand and we need to ensure that our educators, when they start in grade one, that they follow through and 12 years later, they, they are actually exiting the education system with a matric certificate. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to understand that, uh, that a lot of these learners are actually falling away. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And part of the problem is that you're looking at overcrowded classes, you're looking at uh, um, not, not enough uh, uh, resources in schools, and etc. And that links to our topic that we're saying that you don't have enough uh, posts being provided, not enough resources being provided to the education department and especially our secondary schools. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously the secondary schools is where learners are actually then making a decision um, in what direction they actually want to want to want to move one day, um, so that is just as important. Because if I want to actually become a doctor or a lawyer or even an artisan, my subjects that I'm choosing in high school, in secondary school, is going to be the foundation for my profession one day. So we need to look at that. So we can't say that they are taking away posts in secondary school. Uh, to put in foundation phase, and then we are lacking and we are dropping our learners because if, if, if they don't have a, follow, a solid foundation in their secondary education, that means that that is the foundation they need to become professional, uh, whatever they want to mm -hmm. become, doctors or, or whatever. And okay. that is where the problem is okay. also. Yes, yeah, so just before I get to you, let me ask Jonathan quickly another question. It's around the issue around learner to teacher ratio. Now, I know that um, uh, Sibongile, for example, was, was, was really asking this particular question. So what is Satu's position on the learner to teacher ratio? Thanks, Ruan. Uh, Satu's uh, speaking about the concept of class size. Mm -hmm. And we're saying we should move away from learner teacher ratio. Because learner-teacher ratio gives you a false impression of what the class looks like uh, in, a, in a normal school. Mm -hmm. So Satu has been calling for a class size of 28. And that all um, departments should progressively move to a class size of 28. In other words, when the class has 28 learners, the class will create another class. Mm -hmm. When you say a learner-teacher ratio of 1 to 40, you presuppose that a class will not have more than 40 in a class. Mm. That's not the reality. 
The current literature ratio in the secondary schools is 1 to 36. And in the primary schools, I'll check it now for you. 1 to 37. 1 to 37. And, uh, but the reality is that uh, the class size um, is, uh, is not primary school 137, 136 mm -hmm. in the high schools. And the class size is not that. Because remember, your, t your principal teach less, mm -hmm. your HOD teach less, mm -hmm. your deputy teach less. So therefore, those learners have to filter down to form part of the classes. I think that's where you spoke about the, the PAM document that really gives out, you know, these percentages that uh, as a guideline in terms of what your principal or your deputies and your HOD should in fact be teaching. One other comment is that some of our classrooms are not built to actually accommodate uh, 45 learners in. Mm -hmm. in some teachers cannot get to the back of the class because the desks are against each other. Uh, can you imagine how uh, 45 to 50 learners in one class, what type of disciplinary problems you have? You can't even check the books at the back because you're unable to get there because there's no passages in the classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, Yasira, yeah, a quick comment from your side. Shukran, you know, and I, and I can filter through what Jonathan and, and, and Mona has just said, but if you're looking at the secondary schools and you're looking at, you know, um, we speak about, and, and the WCD speak about strategic goals um, to increase the quality of education provision in our poorer communities and increase in the number and quality of passes in the National Senior Certificate an improvement in the level of language and mathematics in all schools. So how do we accomplish this if we're removing educators from our system? And if we're looking at learners who do not want to become doctors, who do not want to become lawyers, but actually love art and drama, um, they love music, those are our teachers who, are be, who have now become vulnerable within the system because they don't carry the same weight as mathematics. So those children are now marginalized because the waiting for the subject is not enough for me to become what I want to become. Teacher-learner ratio, funny enough, in special schools, we have a waiting for our learners. And even in special schools, that has been compromised by the fact that there is no other schools for these learners to go to. There is no support in the mainstream schools. So all this filters through when the educator within the classroom cannot function optimally and effective teaching and learning is not taking place. So in as much as you say it's only five learners added to your classroom size, that's an enormous amount if you're looking at the amount of teaching and learning that needs to take place, the correct measures of intervention, support that needs to take place, and how that teacher functions within that classroom given disciplinary problems, given the fact that we have learners with barriers, given the fact that most of our learners do not speak English and Afrikaans as a first language. So how do we manage all this within a classroom? And funny enough, they are more prominent in your foundation phase. And so if we're looking at strengthening that, we should have a learner and teacher ratio of 1 is to 28, or maybe even 1 is to 25. But we have grade R classes and grade 1 classes of 1 is to 45. Which is unfounded in any measure in any schooling system. Okay, shukran for that, Yasir. And then just to remind <laughs> our listeners once again, we are chatting about the increase or non-increase of teacher posts for 2017 within the Western Cape Education Department. Now let me remind our listeners and our unionists that we have in studio that the Western Cape Education Department's strategic goals for this particular MTF process are as follows. Improved literacy and numeracy in <laughs> primary schools.
improved number and quality of passes in the NSC, that's your National Senior Certificate, and then a reduction in the number of underperforming schools. So that's what the WCD is saying. Mm. These, this is our really our <coughs> focus area. And I want you guys to comment on that. But before you do, I've got an SMS here from 8686 and it says the following. Assalamu alaikum Ridwan. Due to late registrations in most Cape Flat schools in the new academic year, schools cannot function properly due to the appointment of additional educators taking so long. Learners are disadvantaged due to the fact that they have no educators, especially in the secondary school. The unions need to assist in speeding up this process. Well, shukran and thank you once again to our listeners for your participation and your comments. You can still do so by sending it to us via the SMS line to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. Now let's start off with Jonathan and only because he's sitting right uh, across from me, uh, from Satu. I've mentioned the WCD strategic goals or objectives, you know. Just you quick comment on those. Let me say that those, those are sounded educational, uh, but those are the goals and we need the vehicle to actually achieve those particular goals. And we think the current vehicle is uh, without uh, a third wheel. So therefore, I think we're only driving on two wheels with one wheel being flat. Let me just touch on quickly on <laughs> systemic evaluation, uh, which one of the uh, listeners have written about. Mm-hmm. We agree 100%. 36 million rand is spent on providing uh, funds to Pearsons, a global inter- group that has been ha- been um, alleged to have atrocities throughout the, the world in terms of battery testing for learners. It includes pay-as-you-go schools in Ghana, spying on learners in the USA, the social media accounts, not to share the test, but yet the Western Cape Education Department finds it fit to award a tender to Pearsons. We find it completely unacceptable. Secondly, the 36 million rand uh, spent for tests can be used adequately to provide more teaching posts to the schools. It may not be huge, but it may make a difference in the classroom. And if we all want to say that the foundation phase is important, let's pump all those posts in the foundation phase to ensure that Quintal 1 and 2 schools receive more education in the foundation phase. Mm-hmm. So there's another thing, you know, the issue around Quintiles mm-hmm. as well. I think that's another issue. And if I understand you correctly, Jonathan, one of our listeners aren't off by much, by 6 million, because they were referring to, to 30 million rand, and you're saying 36 million rand. It's 36 million rand. But basically, lastly on this matter, nothing to invite us back again on <laughs> systemic evaluation. <laughs> okay. But let me say that we feel extremely insulted by the MEC Debbie Schaefer, who accused or who want to intimate that Sato is involved in burning of schools because we call publicly for the boycotting of the test but in the press statement of the WCD on Friday they are warning and warning us that they'll keep us personally uh, responsible for damaging our schools let's place on record we've never burnt schools in our entire lives we're the ones in our own press statement who said we reject any destruction of property, mm. uh, referring to all property. So therefore, we, we get oh, we need an apology uh, from the MEC Debbie Schaefer urgently. Okay, thanks very much for that. I need to say that at this stage that the views expressed on the program called The Burning Issue does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Now, uh, you know... We, 
Are we going to go for an ad break? Yes, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we will then wrap up with the segment of The Burning Issue. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back. I can certainly say that we are chatting about a very serious topic, but I need to share also with the listeners that off air, you know, during the ad breaks, uh, that the colleagues here in the studio, they do have a nice laugh amongst one another. And that's always good uh, amongst uh, the unionists. And as we said, that is Mona Janssen from the South African Zonderwijzers Ini, uh, Jonathan Rustin from SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union, and the Asira Adonis from NAPTOSA, the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa. Now, we're just uh, getting to uh, very quickly towards the Waqt of Isha, inshallah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Mona, is there any concluding remark that you want to make quickly? Thanks, Ridwan. Yes, um, from our side, we are extremely worried about where we are heading in the Western Cape with education. Remember earlier I made a comment that if you look at, at the number of learners that's, that's coming to, to the Western Cape, it's not on track if you compare it to the number of additional posts. So we're going to get to, we're already in a crisis situation where you need to, or where the WCD is actually now, need to take post away from one end to foresee the additional, because the moment they said, they said looking at 15,000 learners. So the fact is they have taken 15 or, or post away. Now for 15,000 learners, you're looking at almost 400 posts mm. that needs to be kept almost in reserve. So what we felt now is with the establishment or the public, uh, when they published the staff establishment, that a number of schools have actually lost post. Mm. And uh, so you have educators that are now being declared in excess at schools. Mm -hmm. So you might actually have, and, and I think Jonathan earlier said that you have certain schools that said we've, we've, we might have actually gone up. In numbers, or we've actually uh, decreased, but only two learners. But suddenly, we are losing a and post. Mm. We are losing actually a, 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 a promotion post. So for us, that is a very imp uh, a serious concern that that we are losing posts in our schools. They are pre educators are being declared in excess, and uh, that's, that's uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a down spiral for for Western Cape education. Well, I think there's a serious issue there to be had. I'm going to give you a serious opportunity about a minute or so. Before I do my attention quickly to the SMS line, I'm not going to comment on it. At 6945 says, I'm an HOD and I have three grade eight classes, three grade nines, 45 learners per class, a total of 350 language classes. It is affecting my mental and emotional health and well-being. I think that's about overcrowded classrooms. Another SMS here from 4692 says, uh, Saram, as for the department, it is all about money. They want to save money to encourage mediocrity and to keep the money to encourage corruption. It's oppressive. Another SMS, last one from 2693 says, Are you serious that the PAM document is still being applied by the WCD and yourselves? How funny. Who is fooling who? Shukran once again to our listeners for their participation. Yasira, one minute to you and then I'm going to wrap up with Jonathan. Shukran Ridwan. You know, I, I'm a therapist at, at heart and I mean it's my core function is what I do. And the most concerning issue, and I will raise it over and over again. And you know, we're always speaking about our dropout rate and why our kids don't follow through the system until grade 12. Why our kids aren't being um, educated in such a manner where they can actually apply for university and become a professional and go out in the world. So the main concern with us is... 
how our children, how the learners and educators are being marginalized, the social injustice taking place. And did we forget about the human right that I have the right to an education and a suitable equal education across the board? How do we effectively do this if we're sitting with a class size of 45 plus and this for mathematics as well as life sciences? So the actual subject content doesn't even matter because either way our children and educators are being disadvantaged. No, shukran for that. Yes, <coughs> Donovan, I'm going to give you a minute and a half to wrap up and give your concluding comments. Just an SMS quickly from 2761. An overcrowded classroom is a danger to health and safety. We need smaller numbers in classes in cases of health, fire and safety. If our children suffer any of the above, the department is forced to compensate. So bring on the one teacher to 28 learners. Jonathan, the concluding remark yeah, to you. Thank you very much. I, I think that I agree with uh, the, uh, the listeners of SMS. It affects the morale of teachers, mental health, physical health, etc. But what, what do we do about this? We have to unite with the parents. And the parents should actually insist every schools to call parent meetings and they should unite as teachers and parents together to say provincial treasury national treasury provide provide more funds for more teachers in the schools let us watch the space let's talk to each other regularly let's go and pick it outside the legislature and say we want more teachers we don't accept this particular staff establishment. Thank you, Luan. Okay, thanks very much. That's Jonathan Rustin, the Provincial Secretary for the South African Democratic Teachers Union. And I've also had in studio with me Mona Janssen, who is the Provincial Secretary for the South Afrikaanse Onderwijsers Unie, as well as Yasira Donas, Deputy Chairperson for NAPTOSA. Again, to say that the views expressed on the program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. From my side, Jonathan, certainly being nice seeing you on again uh, thanks very much for your time uh Mona, to you as well uh, safe travels to the both of you uh yes here i'm going to try and hold on to you still for the next segment of the program so i'm not going to greet you so to jonathan and Mona, thanks very much once again and a very good evening to you thank you Th- very much thank you very much the burning issue with reader one amid Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh. Yes, welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo as well as 95.8 in the Borland area. With myself, Ridwan Ahmed, on this very beautiful Monday, Alhamdulillah. And yes, it is Monday, the 19th of September 2016, corresponding with the 17th of the Hijjah 1437. A very big shukran to Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad, uh, pressing the right uh, buttons that side and always ably guiding and assisting. Just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program this evening by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line to the number 47913, the SMS line uh, 47913. 
And now this evening we on Burning Issue, we continue the discussion around the fact that no teacher increase, well, there hasn't been any increase in the number of teacher posts allocated to schools for the 2017 academic year. And we want to ask the question, what is the impact of this on the education system? So once again, if you have any questions or comments, you can send it to us via the SMS lines at the number 47913. Or you can give us a call in studio. On zero two one double four two three five three zero. Now, for this segment of the Burning Issue program, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Mona Janssen from the South Afrikaanse Onderwijsers Unie, as well as Jonathan Rusten from SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union, uh, they've had to leave because they have other appointments. But we still have in studio with us Ms. Yasira Adonis, who is the Deputy Chairperson for NAPTOSA in the Western Cape. Yasira, just welcome back to the program once again. Shukran, Okay. And then joining us in studio for this segment we have in studio with us Mr. Tim Gordon who is the National Chief Executive Officer of the Governing Body Foundation. Mr. Gordon a very good evening to you. Evening to you Redwan and to your listeners. Great to be with you. Thank you. And thanks for being with us. Now once again just to remind our listeners we've also extended for this particular segment an invitation to equal education Uh, and uh, unfortunately they we are unable to get a hold of them at this stage and as we said earlier we extended an invitation to the Western Cape Education Department as well uh, to chat to us around this particular topic and as late as this afternoon uh, we've been informed by Mr. Paddy Atwell uh, that they were just trying to find someone but at this stage we, we do not have anybody at this stage. Now getting into the discussion very quickly Mr. Gordon let's quickly speak Governing Body Foundation how long have you been associated with them and you know what is the functions of the Governing Body Foundation? The Governing Body Foundation is about 20 years old. We surfaced as an organization shortly after the publication of the South African Schools Act, Mm -hmm. which gave the right for such associations to exist. I've been associated with the association now for about seven years and in the present position for nearly six years. Mm -hmm. We came into being, as I said, when the South African Schools Act really changed our whole education landscape. It gave to schools, to governing bodies, to principals, to all those involved, a number of very new tasks that they had never been trained for Mm -hmm. and for which they had no experience. If one has a look at it very quickly, the Act gave us governance, which was very different from the PTSAs and such organizations Uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. So suddenly people had to know what governance was all about. Mm -hmm. We also were given the right to charge school fees in most of our schools. It has been cut back since then, but there are still about 17% of our schools that charge school fees. That gave governing bodies a whole finance role to play. The third thing was that they allowed the governing bodies to appoint staff. That gave governing bodies and schools an HR component, a human resources component. Mm -hmm. Hiring, firing, wages, salaries, taxes, all those sort of things. We also had to understand the law. Instead of just implementing departmental policy, governing bodies suddenly were required to draft and draw up and write policies. And then the last of the things is that they had to take over control over the uh, looking after the development, maintenance of buildings and grounds. Mm -hmm. So those six additional things were landed on schools. We came into being in order to try and provide some of the training, some of the support, some of the exemplars 
the different ways of doing those things and to provide assistance to schools who have those needs. We've got about 700 uh, members countrywide. Uh, our second biggest group is here in the Western Cape, and uh, we are really there as partners in education to see what we can do to help give the very best education that is possible for our young people, but specifically through either the management group in the school or the governing body group outside. Okay, so now that having been said in terms of your concluding uh, comments or remarks, let's look at this whole issue of teacher posts for 2017. Now, it, I think it's common cause. We all know that there's been no additional posts given and that the basket of posts for, 27, uh, for 2017 is at 32,039 posts allocated to schools within the Western Cape. That having been said, there's also the indication that we are almost kind of expecting uh, between fifteen to 20,000 or 10,000 learners to come into the system in 2017. So what is the impact of this and what role does the governing body foundation play uh, in terms of the medium-term expenditure framework process? The real impact of that is that in round figures one can say that we will have relative to the number of learners about 600 fewer posts next year. That's really what it comes down mm -hmm. to. What that does to our schools is that it will make classes on average across the province have about one or one and a half extra learners compared with this year. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, one and a half extra learners in a classroom we can probably cope with. The question then becomes, so what could we have done differently to improve things? There's no doubt in our minds, in our organization, that even the figures that we have got now are around about 34 learners to every teacher is stretching things a bit. Mm -hmm. We would have liked to have seen it getting better, not getting worse. Perhaps two or three fewer in each class rather than one more in each class. But we, in the end, and probably we will be unpacking that during the rest of the evening, is how would we have gone about doing that? The size of the financial cake mm -hmm. that the Western Cape Education Department gets doesn't grow. There's not a lot of yeast in there to make it bigger <laughs> and bigger every year. Okay. So how are we going to cut that cake to make more teachers... And what are we going to have to give up to get those more teachers? Okay, well, we certainly want to hear the views there ex as expressed by the National Chief Executive Officer of the Governing Body Foundation, and that's Mr. Tim Gordon. And as we said, to remind the listeners, we still have Yasira Adonis with us in the studio as well. And we have extended an invitation to the Western Cape Education Department to participate in this discussion here this evening. Now, I want to make an appeal to our listeners, particularly our educators out there, or even our parents out there. What is your view? <laughs> or views on this. If you have any, uh, do send it to us or communicate that to us via the SMS line, which is 47913, the SMS line 47913. And we're saying that there's been no increase in the number of teacher posts for 2017 with an influx of approximately 15,000 learners. And as Mr. Tim Gordon was saying, Ultimately, if you look at mathematically, um, at the face value, it doesn't seem like, like there's, there's anything wrong. But at, mathematically, it indicates almost 600 fewer posts within our classrooms. So as a parent, what is your view on that? Our SMS line 47913. Before I go back to Tim, Yasira, maybe just a quick comment from your side. Shukran, Ridwan. You know, and, and 
if you say one and a half learners, you know, nobody would think, ah, it's, it's an addition of a learner. But the ratio that they gave us is one is to 34, yet you can walk into any school, most probably in your um, um, poorer communities where that is not the case. We were looking at foundation phase sitting with, and I mentioned earlier, one is to 40, one is to 45. So now you bring another learner in, one is to 46. What if more than one learner in a specific condensed area, and that's where they migrated to, now needs to go to only those specific schools. So it becomes wider and, uh, and uh, the range of concern um, actually expounds in that matter. And you now always bring it down. If you're looking at foundation phase, we're looking at primary schools, the impact of teaching and learning, and then what are the resources, support systems and interventions in place for our learners with barriers to learning because that obviously becomes more compounded within the classroom situation and the, and you know decrease in 600 posts that's a huge number of teachers for us to say I won't say those other words but if we're looking at that or you know potentially looking at that we could have definitely done with those teachers remaining within the system um, and not being moved around from school to school. Or maybe an increase then, <coughs> you know, for that matter, in I, the number of... Most definitely, Ridwan. And so it, it becomes a huge concern. And, and as parents, you know, we, we shouldn't take this lightly. We should look at what can be done and what position is my child in if we're looking at... We're starting at the foundation phase and they still have a whole nine years to go from that is education going to get better over the years? Well, that's something interesting that we would like to ask uh, Mr. Tim Gordon as well, because we're looking statistically to say that in 2014, there was an increase of 266 posts. In 2015, there was an increase of 676 posts. In 2016, they even increased it by six. Well, more about that. We're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the burning issue. Welcome back to The Burning Issue and if you have just joined us, our topic of discussion this evening centers around no increase to teacher posts in 2017. Is this good or bad for the education system within the Western Cape? Now we have in studio with us to discuss this particular issue, the National Chief Executive Officer of the Governing Body Foundation and that is Mr. Tim Gordon. We have extended an invitation to equal education um, and unfortunately we are unable to make contact with them. We've also extended an invitation to the Western Cape Education Department and as late as this afternoon uh, they've indicated that they will try and send someone. Unfortunately uh, there isn't any representative of uh, the Western Cape Education Department with us this evening. But then we also still have in studio with us Yasira Adonis who is with the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa. We encourage you the listener, be it a parent or an educator, to participate in this discussion uh, you can send us your question or comment via the SMS line to the number 47913. The SMS line 47913. I've got an SMS here from 6945. It says, Ridwan, sadly... This is called serious oppression and exploitation in a modern era. Now, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation, and you can still do so by sending it to us, as we said, 47913. Now, Tim, as we said, you know, you calculated, we said, 
Um, this is the basket of posts. It is at 32,039. Uh, we have quite a number of learners coming into the educational system for next year. And this almost calculates to a difference of 600 fewer posts. How does this then have an impact on the teacher in the classroom and then ultimately on the learner? It certainly has an impact. It is not something that I think that we can be happy about in any way. Mm-hmm. But I rather liked the way Yasira ended off her last comment and said, okay, so if this is so wrong, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't help just to say, yeah, we've got a problem. We need to say, if we've got a problem, how do we address it? Mm-hmm. And I think that if we were to begin to look in, in that sort of direction now, uh, we can come back to other of the things later, particularly as e- uh, emails come in. But how are we going to do something about it and what do we need to do about it? Okay. I think the first thing I would say is that the parents, I hope, and the, the teachers in particular, the educators, are not going to panic about this thing. It is not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. We have got more important things to bother about than what, whether we like it or not, actually comes down to a difference of one or two kids per class. If we look at how... If I were Minister of Education in this province, I could have addressed that. What would I have done differently? And I struggle a little bit. I'm not an apologist for the education department by any means. But would I have done things very differently? We had a comment in the first half of the evening here that we should have taken the 30 million rand that is being spent on systemic evaluation and Mm -hmm. rather put that into staff. Well, that's one of our previous uh, listeners commented on that, yes. Quite possibly so. But again, if we do the maths and we look at that, 30 million rand, how many extra teachers would that give us? A teacher costs the education department, by the time you've added the pension and all of those things, approximately a third of a million rand. In other words, the department can hire three teachers for a million rand. So if we have got 30 million rand... That would give us 90 extra teachers. Mm -hmm. How much of a difference is that going to make? I mean, you can't give a teacher half a school, uh, a school half a teacher or a quarter of a teacher. Or you can't offer the teacher half a salary. You could, but what is that (laughs) going to really help and how many of them would take it? Mm -hmm. There's another question. So if we take those extra 90 teachers Mm -hmm. and we spread those, that means that of the 1,500 schools in the Western Cape, 90 of them would get one extra teacher and the other 1,410 would get nothing extra. Mm -hmm. So they are not benefiting by that. The minister has argued that by spending that 30 million on testing, we are going to have a better benefit than giving only 90 out of the 1,500 schools an extra teacher. There is the old saying, why do you test? Why do you measure? Because if you measure it, then it gets better. Mm-hmm. And there certainly is something about that. So the way that the minister is arguing is that 30 million spent on testing is better than giving 90 schools one teacher and 1,400 schools no teacher. 
Okay, and that obviously is the view then expressed by the, by the ministry, and that is why she's saying she's still wanting to continue with, with systemic evaluation. My attention very quickly to the SMS line. There's an SMS here from 7588. It says, locally, there are insufficient schools and resources to cope with growing number of children with autism. The situation only worsens and will continue to affect the poor. And that comes from Mohammed Hussein. Then there's another SMS here from 7509. And I'm just trying to, you know, to order the, the SMS in the meantime. So let me ask Tim just to continue. You know, in terms of obviously now uh, what you've said about the 90 uh, teachers, you know, that could possibly go into a classroom versus, you know, testing and the test testing would then give an ultimately a better result anything else from what you picked up from what yashira was saying how do we then move forward with this challenge that we're currently facing all right let's pick up on the other thing that the minister is doing the minister is spending and here i might be wrong with the figures but i believe it is something in the region of 80 million rand on uh, putting additional it and computers and things into schools even that would give us only another 240 teachers so even with that we would still not be getting anywhere near one teacher extra per school and again the minister and I happen to disagree with her on this one but is saying computers in the schools in all the schools will do better than teachers in only one-sixth of the schools we we have challenged her on that one and mm-hmm. we are going to be meeting with her a little bit later to see where her research has come from but nevertheless it is an opinion to which she is entitled and which we assume she has got some decent research to back it up we want to see that research mm-hmm. uh, so now we must start moving at are there other places to come from the, I mentioned the, ca- the case a little bit earlier that the department doesn't have extra money it's very difficult for it to get extra money somewhere it's Possibly one of the weaknesses of our whole system is that national government can levy taxes. Mm-hmm. Local government can levy taxes in the form of rates and so on. But provincial government has no taxation right. They've got nowhere to get extra money. Mm-hmm. So is there somewhere else then where a role can be played by somebody to try and address the problems in our education. So uh, what about what role does Treasury then effectively play? Do they not make an application to Treasury for some additional funds? Absolutely, and Treasury, not really surprising, like they say for, to many other people, no ways. So they're also but going the, through some austerity <laughs> measures then at the moment. Just quickly to the SMS line once again. There's an SMS here from 7509. And I'm going to try and order it. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I have asked this question before, but could not listen to the answer. So here it goes again. I have noticed something very unfair. There is a... Something makes more sense to move therapists to SID schools as these learners require a higher level of support and to e- equally distribute therapy posts. Yes, I'm not sure if you, if you 
if you can maybe just quickly comment on that and understood what I was trying I, to I say. I did not actually, but I think, you know, all special schools, except for schools of skills, now, um, youth care centers, Marv, um, are entitled to set a person. If you're looking at the weighting um, as regarding special schools, so for every 100 children, um, you would then qualify for a set Depending on your curricular needs, you can either ask for, if you're looking at an SID school, you'd have an occupational set If you're looking at a school like Eros or Agape, you'd ask for an OT and a speech therapist and a physio therapist so it's dependent on your curricular needs i'm not actually sure what the listener is saying about distribution if she could send the sms again and then we could refine it from there um i think i could be i could be able to answer it um more effectively also speaking to the mtf all therapist posts have remained for 2017 so there's been no therapist well, I think there's but actually been an increase, if I'm not yes, mistaken. But they, been an improvement no, I'm talking about school-based. You yes. are speaking about our ASD teams, our IE teams, etc., and so on. Mm-hmm. So they aren't school-based therapists. We talk, if we're looking at being placed at a school, we speak about a school-based therapist. And if we're looking at district, then they would be office-bound, or they would be attached to an IE team, or a SPI, um, C, SPIDE team, um, CSPID team, or something. Um I really never get the acronym um, quite correct. Or they would be part of the provincial tra- training team, or they would be part of your ASD teams that also run provincially. So they wouldn't be included in therapist-based posts at school. Okay, Shukran for that enlightenment there. Yes, <coughs> another SMS very quickly. Uh, the SMS uh, comes from 2761. It says, how can the Western Cape Education Department officials be so na- naive? Our schools are overcrowded by learners outside our province and country and cannot accommodate the children of the local taxpayers. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation. And we're chatting about the fact that there's been no increase in the number of teacher posts for 2017. Is this a good or bad thing within the education system? Now, here's a question I like, and maybe we'll ask Tim and then give you an opportunity. It comes from 7047. It says, what is the number of newly qualified teachers and what that refresh now <laughs> to find it quickly okay what is what is the number of newly qualified teachers and what are the options now mm. i think we're saying 600 fewer we're saying there's going to be excess so the, i think it's a valid question mm-hmm. what about those of us who are now at the universities studying to become Teach. teachers uh, you know what happens to them let's go with them quickly Okay, remember, when we say 600 less, that is not 600 teachers are going out. Mm -hmm. This whole system is not going to make anybody redundant. Yes, correct. The number of teachers countrywide, I believe, who will be qualifying this year is about 8,000. Okay. The number that we will need countrywide is about 20,000. So there are going to be more vacancies next year than there have ever been in the past. Okay. So the one really good news for the students is that they are going to have posts. There's not going to be a shortage of posts for qualifying students. There are far more people who are retiring and resigning than there are students coming into the system. The second thing is that the Western Cape has got the uh, setup where students who have been studying now have preference over other people from outside of the setup. Mm-hmm. So the students are really the one lot that I think can be pretty comfortable about what is happening 
in this province and, and countrywide. They are going to have jobs and they will be welcomed into our schools with open arms and they will have jobs to go to and we thoroughly look forward to having these new young people with their new fresh blood, brand new ideas coming out of our universities and into our schools and taking our education well, forward. Well, that certainly is a very fresh approach fresh there approach, yeah. from <laughs> Mr. Tim Gordon, the <laughs> National Chief Executive Officer for the Governing Body Foundation. Now, there's an SMS here from 1256 and it says, Good evening, listening to the program. I don't, I ever hear they speak or mention anything of grade R. Don't forget where the foundation is laid. Teaching for 15 years, working on a contract basis with no benefits, but to do what the department expects and wants us to do, as we are supposed to be part of the foundation phase. We are teaching with our level 5 all the years now. They are pushing us to go study for degrees and not considering our age and years of experience. Well, a very big shukran and thank you to our listeners once again. I think that might be just a separate topic mm. on the issue. Maybe, yes, here and I think on education in, in Daba, we should look at that. And I think we have looked at, you know, what are the importance of ECD? Correct, I think yeah. that falls under mm-hmm. early childhood development. I think development. we can keep, Mafred, one, I think we can keep that for education in Daba. And I think we've extensively looked at, you know, um, a level five um, practitioner versus a qualified educator within the grade R um, environment and so we will surely take up the topic again and share clarity around why there is this um, impression that they need to go and study further otherwise they will not be able to teach grade R. Shukran for that, Yashira. We've got a call on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, it seems that we've lost that caller. Unfortunately, I'm going to see if Antiabira can try and get that caller back for us. But if you want to participate in the discussion this evening, we're talking about, you know, there's been no increase in the number of teacher posts for next year, 2017. And what is the impact of this on the education system? I think we've got the caller back on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Did one about this uh, person's SMS of children outside our province? Yes. That, that is what is. Uh, sorry for this. <clears throat> sorry. I think that is a big uh, cause for concern because they're overcrowding all over. All right. Please mm-hmm. elaborate. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa rahmatullahi Shukran for the, the caller for that particular message. I think the caller goes back to, you know, we're saying uh, this is the number of posts. So, Tim, we're speaking about this pie that's been allocated from National to the Western Cape Education Department. And yes, there's an influx of learners from outside of the province that comes into the Western Cape, for example. And this now puts pressure on Western Cape Education Department to ensure... Uh, learning of these students but let's go to the to the whole thing of how do they develop or how do they allocate the funds or the pie that you were speaking about that's a very complex thing that comes okay. from the national treasury it takes account of the relative wealth in the provinces the numbers in the provinces one of the little difficulties we have is that obviously there will be a time lag between so that we will not in this province and Gauteng, the two provinces where there's mm-hmm. a big influx, the funding doesn't always catch up as quickly as we would like it to catch up. Uh, okay. Um, yes, yeah, Sarah, quickly. Should I 30 seconds. Wow, the pressure. (laughs) I think the concern is, and when I said, you know, what can we do about this? And we're looking at at the MEC and we're looking at at education in the Western Cape. Do you know, if this has been a trend for a number of years, 
surely some proviso or provision needs to be made knowing that we are receiving learners from outside the province. And another question that comes to mind, which still hasn't been answered, is how after so many lobbying and you know so, so many meetings with the HODs up at national etc how is it not possible that the money of those children does not follow them to the Western Cape because effectively that would alleviate some of the monetary concerns that we have within the Western Cape around how norms and standards would then be applied now to more learners even though that hasn't changed across the board for the existing school and learners in that setting okay <laughs> the Gordon is smiling and uh-huh. Okay, yes, here on that, we're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll then continue with our discussion here on the burning issue. The burning issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to the burning issue and if you have just joined us on this very cold chilly Monday evening um, we are chatting about the fact that uh, there's been no increase in the number of teacher posts in for 2017 and what the impact is of this on the education system and for that discussion as we said we extended an invitation to the Western Cape Education Department um, and they have not sent anybody we've also made contact with equal education uh, and they We've been struggling to get hold of them as well this evening. But thankfully we have met, uh, we are able to have in studio with us Mr. Tim Gordon, who is the National Chief Executive Officer for the Governing Body Foundation. And then we are still joined in studio by Yasira Adonis, who is representing this evening the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa. I'm reminding myself and the listeners that the views expressed on, uh, I was almost going to say education, on the program this evening does not necessarily reflect the views of the voice of the its management or the staff and the Santi Abida I can forgive you for that <laughs> smile uh, for that statement that I made again we're saying to the listeners we've got about 10 or so minutes left if you have any quick question or comment you can do so by sending it to us via the SMS line to the number 47913 the SMS line 47913 so Tim if I understand you correctly contrary to uh, contrary to what you were saying I think we've got a call on the line Assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum and um Ridawan and Yasira and I don't know the other gentleman. Mr. Tim Gordon. Gordon. Um first of all I am a very worried granny. I'm a, um having two grandchildren starting grade R next year. Mm-hmm. And um listening to what you are saying, uh, it's like uh, um the teachers gonna have more children next year. Um on a lighter note, I want to say um, the Department of Education wants to implement all the new rules and regulations. They don't know what's going on at the schools. First of all, I would like them to um, go to the schools and sit in the class for maybe a week or two and see if it can work, which I don't think because the teachers are overtired. They can put um, uh, um, computers and stuff in this, at the school, and in the long term, then you find out um, the schools have been broken in, um, computers have been stolen. Mm-hmm. They can steal the, the computers, but they can't steal the teachers. <laughs> 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 well, that's a good comment. That's a very good comment. <laughs> so, so 
I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm at, I'm at, at the school. I'm not, not going to say which school every day. And I can see the workload the teachers have. I'm not a teacher. I'm a, a granny. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see the teachers' workload. There's so much. And why? Can't they go back to the olden times when we grew up? We got the basics. And um, I just want to tell you something. My husband left school in standard two. But when he started working now, no, he could do the engineer's job because with the, um, uh, what do you call it now? I'm, I have so many things to tell you, mm-hmm. but with the uh, arithmetic is concerned, he got the basics. At the end, he did the engineer's job. He could measure, he could quote, and all those things. So why don't they go back to the, to the olden time? Of, of education mm-hmm. because I've, I just feel the, the, the workload is too much for the teachers. At the end of the day, our children is going to suffer. The children drop out of school because they can't take it all in. Mm. Why don't get teacher aids? Well, Shukran, there to a concerned granny for mm-hmm. expressing... I, I just, Nasira, I just want, and, and the one, Ask the department, come and sit into the schools for a, for, a, for a week or two. I think they'll all go learning in, um, in a madhouse. Okay, yeah, shukran <laughs> there to the... Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Very good, shukran there to the granny, a concerned granny, expressing her views on education. And I think it's, it's a probably a, a serious challenge that she has made to say to the Western Cape Education Department, come into a classroom and spend a week there. Uh, you know, and see whether your policies and your regulations are actually having the desired effect at ground root level. But once again, a very big shukran there to the uh, caller uh, for that particular comment. Now, Mr. Gordon, just going back to what you were saying early on. Mm, so much has happened, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that, I'm looking at his face. Okay, my apologies. No, I think you were saying, you know, that it's not that easy to say that you, it's, a, it's a pie that's just simply divided. Uh, this issue about national competence, uh, the money, as we said, needs to go and move with the learners, which not always necessarily is the case. I know that, for example, as you pointed out, the Western Cape and Gauteng are the two main provinces where we have an influx of learners, for example, from other provinces. And you know the question that we're still asking ourselves you know and I think we've asking ourselves the question uh, where does this leave us but I think both you and Yasiro were saying we have the challenge the answer or the question now is where to from here what do we do with this challenge that we have and how do we take it forward from here right let me just pick up very quickly on that first part remember that learners are not the only component of education there are buildings there are facilities there are resources mm-hmm. and while the Western Cape has got the additional learners and the problem of the additional learners and the influx of learners, certainly there are provinces like Mpumalanga and Eastern Cape and so on that just haven't got facilities or resources which even begin to match what we have got here. I hope nobody is suggesting that we should be going back to the 1970s or something where we said people from the Eastern Cape are not, not allowed, allowed to move. Mm. Yeah, I was one of the lucky ones who was allowed to move. <laughs> okay. But I would hate us going back to a situation where they said if you were born there, you stay there, yeah. you can't come here. Mm. If you're looking for a better place for schooling, you can't come and find mm. it. Mm. Okay. Tim, sorry, so I'm, gonna, have a look at, I'm yeah. going to really interrupt you again. I've got another call on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Um, shukran to all of you. Assalamu alaikum to all of you for a wonderful program. 
I really, I'm really enjoying it, and this is so true. I think our um, Cape Town in itself. Yes. We used to do needlework when we were small. We used to do all types of physical activities, crochet, knitting. Our children don't know that, and that many of our people landed up being able to work in, in factories and things because they could do small things like that from primary school. And now when you look at what the skills our children have, like really come on, the children can't even sew a button. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. And uh, it's so amazing. The boys do, did woodwork and they enjoyed it. For us, needlework was exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. We're going to sew, we're going to knit, we're going to crochet, all those things. So I think really, they say two steps forward, two steps Ten steps back. I think maybe we should just reevaluate, go back, and give kids things to do with their hands that they enjoy. Not everybody is a scientist and a boffin. I mean, really. Okay. Shukran to the caller there on that. We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we will then wrap up with the burning issue. Welcome back to the burning issue and we are in the concluding segment. We've got about six minutes left and I really want to say a very big shukran to Yasira for staying uh, and you know participating in the program this evening. A very big shukran to Auntie Abira Dixon Mohammed uh, pressing the right buttons that side of the microphone. And then we still have in studio with us Tim Gordon who is the National Chief Executive Officer for the Governing Body Foundation. And a huge shukran to all our listeners uh, for the ones who participated via the SMS and the concerned grannies and all those who called in to share and express their views. This seriously is a challenge. I'm not too sure whether I would say that education is in a crisis situation, but certainly there are issues you know, that needs to be addressed within the educational arena. And then I'm going to say that the views expressed on this program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Now, very quickly, before I get back to Tim Gordon, a few SMSs which we want to read and maybe see if we can comment on those. SMS from 543. Three zero says, Assalamu alaikum and good evening. It is really sad but mostly alarming to see the total indifference the education department shows towards the problems teachers are facing. A very challenging curriculum for learners coming from underprivileged homes. Teachers are battling and they are not getting assistance by way of extra teachers. Shame. On the Western Cape Education Department. Another SMS here from 7047. I think the reason the money does not follow the incoming students is that there might not be a census between individual schools and the government department. Okay, uh, then it cuts off there. And then another one from 6352 says, What is the point of having all the fancy equipment? while simultaneously crippling our teachers by overburdening them with huge numbers of pupils in the classroom. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation and all your valuable comments that you've made, uh, certainly uh, made for food for thought. Um, let me, uh, there's another question here from 8895. It says, can Mr. Gordon explain to me what is the role of an SGB chairman and the principal. I want to say shukran to that. We, in fact, we've just spoken to Mr. Tim Gordon around having a follow-up program. It will no, not be on burning issue. It might be on education in Daba, on, uh, still on the Voice of the Cape 91.3. Uh, so uh, do stay tuned. We'll, we'll speak to Mr. Gordon uh, about uh, that one. 
Another SMS here from 7276. Salam, I have been trained by the late Nariman Khan, that's Almarhuma, looking for a GB post at a school as a learner, support officer in Mitchell's plane. Well, Shukran, we'll see. I'll pass it on to Yasira. But Tim Gordon, anything, sorry, you know, in conclusion, maybe we've got, I've run out of time, unfortunately, that you want to just share with our listeners. In conclusion, I would say that, unfortunately, Next year, we are not going to have extra teachers. We're not going to have extra money. So now we've got to find another way of doing it. Teachers, I am very sorry to see the pressure that they are under. Mm -hmm. But probably the only other place I would like to work in less than in a crowded classroom is in the WCED. (laughs) Because there are some really wonderful people in that office who don't get the credit for what they try to do. They don't always get it right. They will never please everybody. But there are certainly some very good people there. And let's not write them off. But mainly... Really what I should perhaps have started with was if we have got this problem now, not enough teachers and not enough money coming in from the state, Mm -hmm. whoever that state may be, what can we do about it? And maybe this is where the governing bodies must come in and play their role, because one of the roles of the governing bodies is that they they are required to do everything possible to improve the quality of education. And maybe the governing bodies must be looking at some other way of getting uh, the community involved, perhaps in funding, not teacher posts, but what about the teacher aid posts, that at least you have got two bodies in the classroom of 36 instead of only one body in, the, in that. What about the resources? What about things like somehow getting to build an extra classroom or so, so that they are not quite so crowded? The possibility of getting involved in training of getting the staff to understand what it is that the community really is looking for from their schools. And I believe that we can make a wonderful partnership between the schools and the teachers on the one hand, the parents and the governing bodies on the other hand, and if that is a strong, positive, really hard-working partnership between the various people with, in the end, just one thing in mind, and that is what is the best for the young people in our schools that are committed to our care, then we will overcome this crisis like we have overcome other crises Mm -hmm. in education. I am positive that the people of this country have it in them to make sure that those who phoned in and said, I am really worried about the future, don't be worried about the future. We've overcome difficulties before and we will overcome these if we stand together put our shoulders to the wheel and work as a partnership, all of us together for the good of the kids. Well, there's some positivity there coming from Mr. Tim Gordon, as we see the National Chief Executive Officer for the Governing Body Foundation. Now, Mr. Gordon, uh, I know before I greet you, uh, there's been a a listener who asked, you know, uh, can you explain what is the role of the school governing body chairman and uh, the principal? Maybe if you can give maybe the, I'm not sure if you are allowed to give the um, foundation's telephone number where people might be able to maybe just call you guys or have a website or something uh, where they could maybe put some questions or answers I don't know it's pretty straightforward yes I'm quite happy to take phone calls from anybody who would like to call me mm-hmm. on 072 98 mm-hmm. I'll repeat that 072 98 we have a website www GBF for Governing Body Foundation mm-hmm. dot org dot ZA. 
Okay, thanks very much, Mr. Tim Gordon. Yasira, donors to you as well. A very big shukran for your time. I unfortunately <laughs> don't have time to ask you any further questions except to say shukran for your time. Thank you to Mr. Gordon. A uh, very good evening to you and to Yasira. Everything of the best. Uh, and I say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And to Mr. Gordon, a very good evening. So from myself, Ridwan Ahmed, until next time, either be it Sunday for Education Daba or Monday for the burning issue. I say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.